Hey, everybody! It is Yasser! I forgot my line. I'm just kidding. It's Isaiah! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are from my brother Sneaker, and we've got a little announcement. We are teaming up with a podcast app called Spoke to give you three exclusive uh, episodes. Uh, Spoke is a new audio platform made by SiriusXM that creates podcast playlists to help you find new shows to listen to. The Spoke team handpicks the best moment from a ton of podcasts and creates playlist clips from a bunch of shows. And you can just search and try them out and find anything that you love. For instance... Oh, yeah. There's a playlist on there uh, called Slice of Life, which is all about like crazy and incredible things that happen to everyday people. Like, I just learned this, bro. I just learned some people pay their bills on time, dog. Oh, is that a thing? Dog, people will have a bill due date, and they will pay that bill before then. That's crazy to me. Before then. You know what else is crazy? What? Spook also has a, a lot of fun, exclusive content from Feral Audio. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, like our tournament episodes are going to be, oh, like, yeah. you know, there's going to be stuff like Sleep With Me, a lot of our, our other great shows here at Feral. You don't want to miss it. Yep. Download Spoke now. It's free in the App Store or on Google Play. And be sure to check out all of my brother's sneakers exclusive Spoke episodes at hearspoke.com slash my brother's sneakers. Model boys, cute boys, round butt boys all day. Guys, I want to tell you about a great sponsor I have, Bompus. They're premium high-performance athletic socks, and they're so comfortable you're never going to want to take them off. And because socks are the number one requested item in homeless shelters, for every pair of socks purchased, Bompus donates one pair of those to those in need. Almost one million pairs donated to date. 15% off the first purchase of four or more socks, plus free shipping. So go to getbompus.com slash feral and buy some comfortable socks. Feral Audio. Hello, and welcome to Conversations with Matt Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer. How are you? If you're a first-time listener, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Go back to Feral Audio, the Conversations with Matt Dwyer page. Look at my archives. I'm sure there's other people you will want to listen to other than this episode, which is with the great Georgia Hardstark from Unique Suites. Uh, she joins me. We talk about her career, uh, sort of ascent into television, travel food shows, which I, to me, like, I would love, you know... Anthony, Anthony, like Anthony Bourdain, one of those travel food where I could just go and travel and eat and get paid for it and then just make uh, my dumb jokes on television while I get fatter and clog my heart, I'd be thrilled. Like if Anthony Bourdain ever complains about his life, he should, you know, really seek help because it's just absurd. I mean, how great is that? Anyway. So uh, if you haven't listened to the show, but boy, by by the way, is uh, it's a very loose conversation. I try to keep it... uh, Lucy goosey Lucy goosey so let's hope it's a Lucy goosey thing I uh, just want to make a I don't know I've been anxious I've been having like I had to like sit down and while well, I meditated today which I haven't done in a long time but I've been really just really uptight I'm recording my album in four days and it's uh, I just it's I don't know why it's just causing like incredible amounts of anxiety <laughs> and doubt 
And it's like, I've done my act. I've done it all over the country. And, uh, but for some reason, when it's uh, going to be recorded, it's, uh, I better be good enough. Um, also, real quick, if, uh, if you can, uh, go to uh, my Amazon, uh, go to Feral Audio Conversations with Matt Dwyer page and use the Amazon link there. Click that on your toolbar. If you're going to do some shopping, if you're going to buy like your groceries or some socks or underwear or some books or movies, you could use that link and uh, my show gets a kickback of that and that helps support myself and Feral Audio. So I'd greatly appreciate that if you could do that and go to my website, themattdwyer.com for all things Matt Dwyer. Uh, I feel like I really want to say something profound and funny, and I just don't have it right now. I have low blood sugar. I'm hungry. Uh, it's post-holiday, so there's just... I just the beginning of the year is just weird. And I still I feel unhealthy. I Like, I looked at... I looked at... I had my shirt off in front of the mirror, and I, you know, I definitely noticed those Christmas pounds are on. They've arrived. Because it takes your brain and your eyeballs like a moment to uh, adjust to see it and it's like this morning it was like hello hello body and I'm putting on weight in my in my chest like it's not it's it's like I'm so I it and sometimes if I wear the right shirt it looks like I've been weightlifting. <laughs> like I look like oh I, I've really bulked up but it's just it's flab you know then the shirt comes off and it's just this uh, w- w- weird looking hairy tits I'm sorry. You don't need that image in your head. Uh, this conversation I have with Georgia is really great. Uh, I, I felt like uh, it's how I like them to go. It's uh, I, it's very funny at times. Uh, revealing. We got off subject of just Georgia's travel shows and her blogs and stuff. And uh, it's, uh, it's really great. And I've been a friend with her for a long time. So I think there was... Sometimes I don't do well interviewing my friends. It's uh, I get in my head and it's awkward. And but uh, today, George and I, I felt like we had a real conversation, and we're really just vulnerable and funny. So why don't we just listen to it? trying to think of questions to ask you or like what I mean I have ideas but I was like I was like I've known Georgia for a million years and I'm like I kind of don't know a lot about her that's so funny I mean do you know a lot about me I think fair amount but I mean like like we've been social a ton but like I don't know your story yeah I think I know yours better probably I'm but I'm a loud mouth (laughs) yeah I think I like I think I like find I like asking people about I like finding out about people's stuff so maybe that means I deflect other people finding out about me a lot of times we've hung out too it's in a bar yeah that's true with other people around and you're also bartending and then we do have that one child that we put up for adoption (laughs) (laughs) right 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 but you think you would have a child with somebody and then go to mexico and sell it and you would know one another a little bit i mean if if you're in the trunk the whole ride to mexico though like what are you gonna find out about that's true did uh but yeah, so you were born in L.A., but your parents moved to where? Okay, so the, my whole thing to justify the fact that I grew up in Orange County is that my family immigrated from Eastern Europe to Los Angeles. Well, to Chicago and then to Los Angeles. Oh, really? So, That's why I like you. Oh, yeah, is that it? So Boyle Heights, they like lived there. My your actual parents? Oh, were your great-grandparents were immigrants or your parents? My great-grandparents were immigrants. They, went to Bo- they moved to Boyle Heights. My whole family's from L.A. My parents went to Fairfax High School. They met there. 
we had like a restaurant on Cantor's. My grandfather was a butcher. I mean, on um, Fairfax. So like I have this whole L.A. background. But then my parent, when I was born, my parents were like, let's fucking move to Orange County. So I had to grow up in Orange County, which is like just such a bummer. It's pretty awful. It's awful. I hate it. I know a lot of times when like the bar I work at will get people like I can t- tell yeah. right away. They just don't give a shit about anyone. But it's just they're it's it was awful. Is the majority of it is rich? Rich. Money? It's wasps. It's all wasps. People who think the world should bend for them. Yeah. And it does. But it does. <laughs> so th- why wouldn't they? Yeah. You know. And were you what what nationality were your immigrant parents? Well, we're Eastern European Jews. Okay. So we were like the only Jews in Orange in Irvine, where I'm from. Yeah, how that? I mean, were you a bit of an outsider as a kid? Oh yeah, I mean, weren't we all? But yeah. yeah but I mean, if you're blonde and blue eyed and like look like a Ken doll, right? And we didn't have a lot of money, and my parents divorced when I was really young, so it was kind of we were an anomaly. We had to do like you know, t- temple was in a church, so we had like a big. Everyone was like, just don't look at the big thing of Jesus on a cross <laughs> while we're saying the prayers. That didn't happen. There's no like, hey, look what we did. We put that guy there. <laughs> no, we're all like, oh, sorry about that one. So we don't talk about it. Was it a small Jewish community? Yeah, very small. Was did you did you receive? Was it because like in Chicago, there's like there's a lot of couched sort of tucked racism where it's like. Very mm-hmm. subtle and just little things that mm-hmm. are like, oh, that's really ignorant and awful what you said, but you can't really attack it. Yeah. Was it like that? I mean, no, be- I guess. Yeah, I was teased. You know, kids will fucking pick anything to make fun of you for. And so it's different. So I don't think that they were anti-Semitic. I just, you know, they were just they didn't. There was like, let's make fun of Georgia Day. Let's what, what can we make fun about her? And that's one of those things. But I don't I don't think it was necessarily that bad. How How fast? I mean, could you get out of? Orange County fast enough? Yeah, the, like the month that I graduated high school. And nobody's there anymore. My family all left. They all hated it. So we're all back in L.A. now. Did you come to L.A. or did you go to college somewhere? I went to L.A. I, I went to community colleges and <laughs> never finished. Hey! I went to f- like f- four months. I did a half a semester and then yeah. I crashed my car and I was doing a lot of coke. So I was like... The thought of going away to college is like so weird to me and foreign. And like so many people have that experience that I'm just like... I'm fascinated by it. I kind of think it's a terrible idea. I did. I'm really glad. I'm not glad I didn't go to college. Everything worked out fine, but that just wasn't me. I had gone through so much already that, like, the thought of going away to college and living in a dorm and being a normal person. Yeah, I think it's to me like if I was a parent, like my daughter going off to like some midwestern mm-hmm. drunk college mm-hmm. it sounds terrifying to me it's so weird having a kid is like you you have them and you raise them and you just hope you do it well enough that they can survive things you know that they're not stupid enough to like do cer- certain like hope hope i raised you well enough to not die <laughs> to not like get raped or murdered that's how i, I like i i don't know i i don't there's part of me that wants kids but then i just like yeah it, there's that certain age where they like I'm just like that just seems good luck bye I would have like constant cold sores and like I would just be so worried well think about your parents and not, like I yeah, didn't give a shit they didn't give a <laughs> shit well then maybe that's the rule that's what you got to do yeah I mean I think about it often it's like I had no I had no my dad died when I was 12 but yeah. like and the, he wasn't he, you know he wasn't a great parent yeah and my mom checked out after that yeah so it was just I was like and I think all the time I'm like god somebody should have like, I kind of had to figure out a lot yeah, on my own yeah. and way too late in life. 
I, I feel really bad for what I put my parents through. So I'm I tr- like a lot of me being careful and good and, you know, is that like, let's not let's not make them deal with a child's death before them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm also terrified of dying and like obsessed with like, you know, murder and stuff. So I am, too. Yeah. Yeah. I always I have uh, and I think it's because of a violent childhood or whatever. But I always like I'm always like. When Kelly leaves to like, she's like, I'm going to go to the Target. I'm like, oh my God, what if she gets Me abducted? Me I'm always like, what? I, whenever I leave someone, I'm like, what? I make sure that it's a meaningful goodbye, even if they're just going to the store, because I'm going to be like, what if they die in a car accident? And you make out with everybody before I you say goodbye. I make out with, ev- with tongue, like major tongue. It's weird. But I did have two ex boyfriends die in car accidents. Really? So it's kind of. How old were you? I, well, they were exes at the time, but I was 16 when the first one died, and he was, like, my first boyfriend. And then the second one was also, like, a really important boyfriend, and he died when I was, like, 21. That's – death at those kind of ages is, I think yeah. – Because you should be in mode of, like, life is – you know, like, you're almost indestructible. Right. It should be your 20s. And then if you experience something shattering like that, it really kind of – maybe it's a good thing, but – yeah. In a way. I mean, well, I was riding a scooter. I was riding a Vespa at the time. And as soon as the second one died, I was like, what the fuck am I? Who do I think I am that I can just ride around on this thing and not get killed on it? And I sold it after that. Yeah. I had a scooter in LA for a while. And I would draw. I remember being at a friend's house, dizzy drunk. And I was <gasps> like, oh, I guess I should go home. <laughs> no, I never did that. Thank God. But it doesn't matter I because one person time. cannot be paying attention and hit, you know, hit you. I got hit twice in a year oh, on my scooter. And the second time. I like flipped in the air like it was really bad and I got it was like I had five stitches in my hand and I was like I should have been yeah you're lucky and I was like back to cars yeah I'm very careful now oh really careful it's annoying probably no that's uh, that's how you live yeah longer yeah right I mean I was reckless and stupid for a long time and it's like me too I should have like herpes I should should have so many things wrong with me the first time I went and got an STD test I was like well, I'm going to go find out what I got. Like, I really thought that it was going to be like, well, you got it all. And so when the woman came out and was like, you're fine. I was like, I am. I had I thought I should have, you know, I should have been dead. I should have had STDs. But also well, yeah, don't is, like like the thought of getting a fucking STD from someone that you just were like casually fucking is, is terrifying. Yeah. And a child. Could you, I mean, oh, could right. you imagine like. I mean, think about that. Like I've. Perfect timing. <laughs> the, the, like, you know, I've thought... I'm, I haven't had a lot of one-night stands, and I think that maybe that's why. I wasn't... Well, maybe I have. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a lot of one-night stands, but I've definitely dated a lot. You know? Yeah, I dated a lot. Yeah. And uh, and in, in Chicago, it, I think it was a different dating thing. But anyway... Yeah. But, you know, I've like, it was like you... It, hypothetically, if you got knocked somebody up, that like some dipshit you met in ohio right. you're stuck with them for the rest of your life oh my god and what if the kid sucks and you don't even like it that much i've thought about that a lot they like, need to tell your new girlfriend that you actually have a kid but you don't like him that much and who would want to date a guy who doesn't like his kid that much <laughs> right oh god i couldn't i couldn't I mean, and i know a lot of people who've had those situations really? and it's just like yeah or people who like their first time having sex <gasps> like riddled with like like riddled with sds no. like a combo platter oh <laughs> Oh, God. I think that's why I was. I lost my virginity at 20. So that was. Wow. As a late. Yeah. Made up for it, though, maybe. <laughs> and I also had a lot of long term relationships. Yeah, I so. did too. I mean, that's why I dated is to look for someone that, to be a long term relationship. But yeah. Or like, I'm such a relationship person. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I am too. I mean, yeah. I'm, for fuck's sake, I'm a You're stone's engaged. throw from my third marriage. <laughs> Holy shit. How does she feel about that? She's been married. Oh, she has? Oh, that's cool. I'll be two, she'll be three. Oh, As nice. I say, she's my bronze. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I was engaged, and that was like, I, I hate saying that to people now, because it doesn't even seem real. Like, I look back, and I'm like, we were kids. Oh, I was yeah. 30. <laughs> my first marriage was 21. Oh, that's so. And we thought we were like, you know, we thought it was like John and Yoko time. Totally. You had to figure it out. Yeah. We had no idea. Holy uh, shit. We both came from really broken homes. Yeah. And I think it was just like we were seeking. Family. Yeah. Yeah. I I get that. Yeah. You know that I'll, I I don't really, I don't think I've ever been with a guy who doesn't have a dead parent. Oh, you, I have. What is that all about? I was, I was just making sure. I get Not really. That. Oh. <laughs> What is it recording? Yeah, I get this has been great. It Con- has been great. Yeah, but uh, that's interesting that you've dated a lot of guys with. And I don't know until we go on a date, and I like them, and then I'm like, I do the like, I know it's coming. I'll do the like. So what do your parents do? And then they'll they'll pause and go well, and they'll casually. My dad died when I was a kid, and then my mom is a da 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 da, and then you have to be like, oh okay, oh I'm sorry to hear that. And, casual about it and it seems like at this point you might be really good at it <laughs> i think i just like people who are like can tell they're a little broken you know they like they've they've seen the beast of death and they understand it and i'm like attracted to that somehow yeah yeah i used to be attracted to broken women but not the good <laughs> yeah like I, w- I would i dated reckless people yeah. and i don't know i think i thrived on that drama and you know yeah i want to take care of a hurt little boy oh god that's creepy (laughs) you want me to go i get hit one with my car oh god that's not what i meant i just you know caretaker and whatnot but when okay so when you left high school and you came to like Mm -hmm. what what were your aspirations of because you're i mean what you do now and what you intended to do is that was that an intentional planner was this sort no. of some serendipitous road. It's I got I don't want to say the lucky because I've worked we've worked our asses off to get where yeah. we are and it's gr- going really well. But I had no I have had no clue what I wanted to do s- since like forever. When I moved to LA, I didn't have an idea, and until I quit my day job as a receptionist to to like pursue this thing with Allie full time, I was like I don't know. I guess I'm gonna write a book. Like that was my like standard. Like I'm gonna write. I guess. Because I love writing, and I was writing, and but it wasn't like going to be a career. I didn't know. That's probably why I didn't go to college. And God, that's but that's great. I went. I I've been to like beauty school, court reporting school. I went to school to be a psychologist, a teacher. I know I'm forgetting other ones too. Everything. Did like, you feel like a a panic or not a panic, but like a oh, fuck? What am I doing with my life? Definitely. So, I mean, I still do. It's just a little bit. It's a little bit for a person s- who's on my television all the time. <laughs> Yeah, but you know that doesn't make any money. I'm not. Ma- I'm, I know. No, me. I'm not, oh, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like that's. I don't know. I, I mean, it does. It. Yeah, it's great. Not, that's not the money. That right. I... But yeah, that's a uh, and it, plus you're you're feeling that way, like oh, what am I doing? And you're in L.A., which is people right. are hyper career focused. I think totally. to a flaw. I I know I did that in the past. Yeah. 
And then it's like you forget. I've blown so many opportunities to enjoy life because I was like, oh, I gotta get no, I gotta get on TV. Right. It's like backpack through Europe, and I was like, you should have backpacked through Europe, you dumb right. fuck. Right. That would have given you these experiences that would made you this different, interesting person. I probably would have been funnier and had a TV show. <laughs> Instead, I just you know hover in the mediocrity. Well, I look at like I look at all the little stupid things I did that added up to this this person that I am which is like a good cook and an interested in so many different things and no I know it I've read more books than I than anyone I know and I know so much about history and all these interesting facts and things and so now as a fully formed adult I can take advantage of those little fucking things that come my way yeah with confidence you know yeah confidence is I and I, I feel like it's harder to be a confident person in Los Angeles I feel like it there's so many things of like you should be doing this, you should be mm-hmm. this and that, and uh, like wearing this. And I like I I mean it. I came here. I was 31, and it got in my head. Do you disagree? Because you grew up here. I don't know if you. Uh, I completely agree. That there's like little. Oh God, I mean, you know, I've also had years and years of therapy, <laughs> so I've figured this whole thing out. Of like everyone is fucking like miserable and trying to figure their own shit out, and just keeps different levels of misery and panic and everyone has these crazy issues and so you if you act if you yours aren't that bad compared to other people (laughs) you know yeah you still have your spleen i don't know like people have these everyone's the worst it's hard it's hard to and it's hard to remember that everybody's sort of in their own struggle yeah because a lot of people in la front very well because they have to it's always yeah and some level it's you she closed that window um go go what we had to pause because there was a noise but yeah oh i forget what the point was i, I feel was like oh the people front a lot i love about la so yes there's so many of those people there and then you find this like group of people who are the most awesome pe- flawed people which i think we've found this like group of i guess they're called comedians sometimes and writers and actors and all these people that we know that are like absolutely flawed but everyone's just trying and everyone has this really interesting thing that they want to do with their lives and we like just go along with them and do our own yeah i go back and forth and i think my dislike sometimes for la is my own personal bullshit excuse me (laughs) but i mean it's like you know it's like i think i'm like i i I said to somebody uh michael connell the other day it's like a lot of times there's a lot of reminders in LA of the things I didn't do yeah. or didn't happen and that's but that's like whatever. Do you think you'd ever be satisfied or is it just a constant like you know scrutiny of yourself that'll that's never. That's a good point. I do I that. Like, I, a lot of it I feel like if I went to a new city I would feel like re- I'd like a refresh button. Right. Uh, I think about Chicago a lot but that's currently 30 below and I'm like I don't Ugh. know if I could take that anymore. Yeah but I bet you could. I don't know. But I mean, what's keeping you in L.A.? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kelly really likes it. And yeah. I, I uh, you know, I mean, everybody I love is here. I yeah. have friends in Chicago, but I mean, I have, like, I do have a community here, and I feel very fortunate that I have some really great, and creative, challenging exactly. people. Like, I think people misread L.A. as, like, when they're like, oh, it's dumb people. It's like, really? Because uh, no, yeah. it's filled with brill- brilliant, brilliant I think people. the creative challenge, challenging people is like, that's it. It's just, you know, last yesterday we had Ben Acker on our podcast. I know the name. He does Thrilling, or, uh, thrilling Adventure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's just like, he just was a bouncer and then was like, oh, I'm going to start writing and, and did that. And it's, 
you know, anyone can do it. I always love when that there's that, like Jerry Stahl stumbled into TV writing, and you know, and he didn't, he just, somebody was like, oh, you're funny. And it was like, that happens for nobody. Yeah. Like, and did it really happen for him, or is that just how he tells it? No, that's kind of how it really? happened. I mean, he was a writer, but he was yeah. like a journalist. And well, stuff. I think the thing to do is just get as many experiences in life as you can. So when whatever, ex- whatever it's going to be, you know, I've been, wa- I've been cooking for myself since I was a little kid because I was a latchkey kid and I've been watching, um, you know, PBS cooking shows since I was a little kid after school and my sister and I l- loved making menus for each other and cooking and it was just really into it. So I didn't think I'd have a career in cooking in the food world, but then when it came around, I was ready for it and confident about it. That's great. And I, I, I mean, I've, I've, Food shows, like to me, it's like you know, you're on like Cooking Network. I always mm-hmm. Cooking Channel, Cooking Channel, uh, and I, which I watch a shit ton of that and travel like food shows. And I'm like, to me, I'm just like, wow, that's like, that's a dream. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't it's fucking crazy. want that? It's crazy. And then you know, I, I'm doing it with my best friend. We get to travel and we know each other so well by now, that, and we've done this so long that it's, I, I guess we're good at it. You know. Yeah, you guys, you're. Your riffing back and forth is effortless, I, and it, it it's great, and it's hard to achieve that. That's no yeah, definitely. It was. I mean, if you look at the in the beginning, I used to just constantly talk over her, and I was a little too brash, and I was super nervous on camera because I didn't think I was going to say the right thing. So when it did come in my mind, I just fucking yelled it out, and then it was yeah. And you get to you were doing a lot of traveling too, right? Yeah. From and see, that's got to be. It's exhausting, but how, when are you going to ever complain about that? Is there a lot of uh, boozing when you go on the road, too? No, you know, people think we're alcoholics, as I'm day drinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> people think we're alcoholics, but we're both pretty, I think we're both very aware of not becoming alcoholics, so we're both pretty careful. You watch Bourdain, and it's like, he's getting, like, there's an episode I watched the other day, and it's like, he can barely speak. Yeah, he, we don't want... I guess, you know, as ladies, too, you don't want to come across like there's nothing you want to do to make your make yourself look worse, you know, and like and embarrass yourself on fucking camera. Do you feel like there's a, a harsher judgment for because you're women and it's like you're l- less allowed to be? Well, certain look things at how maybe? many females are on the Travel Channel hosting travel shows. Very few. It's all fucking surly older men <laughs> who would like eat with their mouths open. That's really, uh, that's really sad. That's really annoying, actually. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like what we do because we're doing it as friends. Like, when do you travel alone? Not a lot. And it's kind of lonely and depressing. So we're friends and we're traveling together. And that's, I feel like, a little bit more of a attraction about that. Yeah. And we're, you know, curious about life. I'm so sick of Anthony Bourdain. I'm so (laughs) fucking sick of him and his, like, his, like, (coughs) oh, God, he's just, like, inward, like, Oh, I got a dog on my lap. Come here. Come here. Charlie has never done that during an interview, by the way. No, he always just, they just hide. Well, I put a Slim Jim in my bra, so. I'm kidding. I'm not wearing a bra. Come here. (laughs) Good boy. Um. (laughs) Um, He's just, his constant, like, um, oh, God, his self-reflection and his smarmy fucking attitude towards every, and then uh, he never has females on his show either. The Detroit episode, he interviews every single segment as a fucking man. And even the segment when there's a chef that's a woman, he brings a, like his like rocker friend dude along with him and talks about it to him, not to her. It's weird that 
the chef world is so, I don't want, it's male dominated, which is like, it's weird to me. Cause it's, is it or is it the, just the, the men are the loudest so they get their TV shows? That's very well possible. And I'm not a chef, like I'm not a chef at all. And that's not even what I want to be or, you know, we're more travel hosts, I think, than chefs. But out of, a, you know, a curiosity, I think, about the, the world around us. And I think Anthony Bourdain has become just this, like, he's a character called Anthony Bourdain now. And I'm so I think that's, I mean, that's an interesting point. And I I like him, but I totally do not disagree with you. I totally yeah. see the And side. I loved him. His books were amazing. His first couple shows were great because you could kind of see him being like, what the fuck? How did this happen? Yeah. But now I feel like he's just doing it out of habit and money, I guess, maybe. Yeah. I'm a big Alton Brown fan. Oh, he's incredible. His show, His show is incredible. Good Eats is like mind blowing. It's I was watching it yesterday. It's still like one of the best, most informative shows that there is. I learned so much about food from that. His story is pretty weird. He said he just he and his, he's like, I want why I want to see a cooking show that's like Monty Python. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Science and uh julia child and his wife was like let's quit and go to culinary (sighs) school and i was like god damn that's incredible when do you do that how do you get to do you know what i've I've, so doing this whole career thing i've like made some money and i've realized that like life is easier when you have money people are like it's not gonna get better it fucking gets better life gets better when you have money way better because you have chances you can do things you can quit your job and go to fucking culinary school you can like travel and get experiences and take beautiful photos of food with your cam your beautiful camera that you bought it's just like it's better no yeah it's i mean i'm saying that is i'm disappointed in it because i grew up poor i i've been poor i've been paycheck to paycheck since probably like two years ago and now i'm like holy shit yeah i read you you read that or you posted about that and i was like i totally related to that and there's been times where i'm like i mean even in the last few years where you're just like, fuck, I don't know, like rent. And you're like, I'm fucking in my 40s and I can't pay rent. Until like two years ago, I I was down to my last rent check, you know, like that's all I had left. And then you get a job and it's like a a branding job. Those are great. What's a branding job? Like when some company hires you to like make recipes and videos for them. And it's like a brand. Yeah, it's great. We did like Izzy Soda. Oh, yeah. We made, like, really great cocktails for them and made these great videos for them. It was super awesome. How did you and Ellie get started? Because that's... So we we became best friends. And you said you... I've read it. You guys met at a hipster bar or something. We met at Cha-Cha. That's one... I guess... (laughs) I wanted to know if I guessed right, which is... Because the way it was described, I was like, Cha-Cha. That's so funny. Yeah. That place used to send me into, like, a fury. It was so... Well, the problem was... So, I was there, and I, I was in my 20s, so this was okay. But the line for the ladies' bathroom, which there's one there, was, like, super long, because everyone was doing fucking coke in it or whatever. So, I went outside to pee in the bushes, which I would <laughs> never do now. Please understand. And then, just then, my friend, Micah, walked up with Allie and was like, oh, this is Georgia. And so, that's the first time we met. I was peeing in a bush. Oh, you were peeing as you met her? Yep. That's incredible that's a good story I'm like a feral dog basically yeah and then we became best friends and we would, would just you know go out and make we just had fun we were both really funny had the same sense of humor and uh then we made up this fake cocktail called the McNuggetini that was like this fictional thing that we would say that we needed after work like I need a McNuggetini and like as a joke and then we were like what would it be and we created this fake cocktail and then we're like let's make a video of it for fun and our friend Peter Atencio who 
who's the director on Key and Peele now. Back then, he was like, I'll, I'll do it for free, sure, and made this how-to drink video in my grandma's kitchen. And we were wearing our vintage dresses, because that's just how we dress, and made this McNuggetini video, and then Food Network saw it, and we're like, hey, can you do that for real? Like, but with real cocktails? That's incredible. And we were like, fuck yeah. And then we had <laughs> then we had to learn about cocktails because we didn't know. You know, it was like this. Yes, I can do that. And then you cram as much as you can in your brain. We're going to get back to the conversation here in one moment. But I just want to take out this time to uh, make you aware of. If you go to my page at feralaudio.com, the Conversations with Matt Dwyer page, and if you click on the Amazon link, and if you use that anytime you purchase things like uh, groceries, um, medicine, shampoo, DVDs, Feral Audio, and Conversations with Matt Dwyer gets a kickback of that money, and that can help us uh, keep our lights on and buy equipment. I currently desperately need a new recorder so I can do more extensive interviews with more than two people at a time. Uh, This would help me out greatly. You can also donate through that donate button on my pages as well. Um, So if you really want to buy me a new Zoom recorder, that would be awesome. Thank you very much for listening. Back to the conversation. Well, you guys got really good at the cocktails. Yeah, very. Because the first time I tried to have you and Allie and Georgia on the show, it was like the lost episode, because I think we got pretty we hammered. We got drunk, yeah. That is a lost episode. That was a lost day, actually. That was a lost <laughs> day. That entire... I remember during the day, someone laying down on the grass outside of it in a house. That might have been me. And you hit your head on a rock? Did I? I think so. See, it's lost. I just know I I went and got my car and I drove like a block and I was like, oh, oh no. no, yeah. And I, I went That's to House of Pies. That I'm like, but I am, I am so lucky that I never got a DUI. Which I'm, I can't believe I don't have one. Yeah, STDs I've, and DUIs. Those are the. Uh, that's when I say I, I don't have good luck. I'm like, actually, you have yeah. really good luck. You probably do though. <clears throat> I think if you look at your life. A little more closely and maybe look at it objectively, like pretend it's someone else's life. <laughs> I think in like picture the things, those things happening to someone else, probably have better luck than you think you do. Yeah. I get to talk to some pretty amazing people. Like yeah. I can't, some of the people who've done my show, I'm like, how the, f- like the fact that Jerry Stahl has done my show three times yeah. and w- on his request, I was like, that's pretty that's hip. Crazy. You're, you're a really funny stand up comedian too. Uh. You hate it? <laughs> yeah. You're really funny. I don't know. I don't. I. I. I'm. I don't like performing in Los Angeles. I love performing. I love going on the road. But I just like working on material here. is just so hard for some reason for me. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. I get it. That's nice of you, though. No, I think you're really funny. It's uh, been a while, but you're probably t- still you funny. <laughs> <laughs> I. Well, you could buy my album. Um. So now that you guys are doing the show, is it like? Do you are you in that phase of like Jesus Christ? How did like? Yeah. Is it, you're still in the bewildered phase? Because yeah. following that is the, uh, of course I, I'm here. No, I've been working, and I'm probably going to go back to my therapist, but working on this, like, do I deserve this thing? And not knowing what to, to how to do it. And, like, kind of acting like it just happened. And so it feels less, and, like, things just keep happening. Because then it feels less like if you're if you're not trying, then you can't be disappointed. But if things just keep happening, even though you're not trying as hard as you can, then it's like, oh, I got this thing. I got this other job. We kept we got another show. So being aware and being present and saying, I'm I'm this is what I want from this now. And I'm going to work hard to get it. And 
not being disappointed if it doesn't if things don't happen the way they are you want them to happen does that make any sense i feel yeah, like yeah, i'm blathering no, i was just i was thinking like because it's like when something horrible happens you're always like oh my god how could this happen to me but it's also like on the and then it's like you do the same thing when you something great happens you're like oh really yeah like, or me i'm like how'd that like i get re- reluctant right which exactly is what kind of and then people are like it's so great you have a show and then you have to be like oh well we you know downplay it well why not be like yeah it's great thank you and instead of like oh you know we had to sell our souls or like some joke about it which you did which i did <laughs> oh i didn't have one to begin with are you fucking kidding yeah, me it's I'm jewish but, oh I'm that's kidding. right does jewish people not believe in souls no i don't know we do. i don't know we do it's i know the buddhists a don't a different it's a different yeah concept a, it has a gold star on it <laughs> <laughs> oh no as an armband Oh, I didn't mean that. Pl- <laughs> it sounded like that. I, after I said it, I was like, oh, wait, that's a bad image. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, I didn't mean that. So when, now what, what do you, <laughs> now that I sound like a complete anti-Semite who's yeah. pro-Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so now that you guys are doing, how many, because you have, do you still have that web thing? You have unique suites. How many things do you well, have going? right now we're kind of like <clears throat> in this transitional phase where we're on unique sweets which isn't which is the dessert show we fly around the country trying eating sweets and then we fly to new york to talk about it on camera it's like best week ever for That's desserts fucking awesome it's fucking awesome and the woman who is the producer of it irene wong is just this incredible awesome working hard-working woman who makes beautiful content so we're really lucky that's not our show we were, we're just on it and we're really lucky and i love it so we had a show well we had a show on cooking channel called tripping out with alien georgia where we travel the country, eat and drink and meet people and have adventures, and then we come home and throw a party for our friends based on our trip. That's great. And we had six episodes, and they're beautiful. They look awesome. I thought they were so good. And then Cooking Channel was like, well, you can have six more, but you have to, ha- you have, to have competing parties at the end of it. I want you two to compete against each other. Uh. And your friends then vote on the party, and then you get a bucking tiara if you win. So we said no. Good for you. But yeah, so we said no, and now we're kind of like in the process of pitching more shows to to you know Travel Channel would be amazing tiaras. or tiaras. Fucking queer. Like we wear these vintage dresses, <clears throat> but it's kind of an ironic way because we also curse and we're body and ridiculous, and it, you get away with a lot of shit when you wear a vintage dress. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just style and fashion, but you look like a housewife, so they think you're going to want a fucking tiara or like a, a big engagement ring or like you're that kind of person when really, you know, we're fucking feminists. We're not, we're not trying, I don't want to compete against my best friend. That's the fucking, that's not the point of the show. Yeah, that's, could you, did you guys try to find a different angle in yeah. it? Yeah. And instead we pitched another show called Surprise Party where we only got one episode of that and it didn't get picked up. Because it's weird, because it's like, it's like Comedy Central to me. And I'll publicly shit talk you. I know, I'm totally, I'm going to get in so much trouble. But it's like, Comedy Central was like when, uh, uh, Chappelle show, and then every show after that right. was like, an or The Daily Show, everything was in that format. Exactly. Like every, it was the exact same thing over and over well, and over. Well, that's what the food world is right now, is these competitive shows where people need to like, not, they don't, you don't do your best. What you do is make other people look stupid and like beat other people, which isn't like, I don't think it's teaching anyone anything. And it's also just shitty and it's going to go away. So why, why yeah. change ourselves completely for this hey, trend? Shows, except for like Top Chef yeah. or Chopped, the originals, which I'm, yeah. I'm obsessed with 
like I could watch Chopped. Like they should just make five of those a day, so I can be depressed and watch them. Yeah, Chopped is good. But it's like, but then there's all these others, and it's just like these are fucking stupid. They're just like throwing out these like, or like Iron Chef's great. I love Iron Chef, but they're just throwing out these ideas and like seeing if they stick. And I don't want to. I don't want to compete against anyone. I don't think I'm better than anyone. I'm just. Plus, it's the same person every week, which is also stupid. On which? On ours? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's... Like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to make a better party than Allie. Man. Like it's them. like, it would be better if you coached people having a better right, party. Right, right. And then you guys were your funny selves. Right. Well, now we have our podcast slumber party. Barrel audio. And I'm obsessed. It's so nice and fun. And Dustin just came to us and was like, had seen us on stage at Meltdown and was like, do you guys want a podcast? Oh, really? That's how that happened? Yeah. And we were like, okay. And we had this idea of slumber party that we'd had for a while and pitched it to him. And he was like, definitely. So now we have that. And it, I love it. It's just this chance to, to do something totally different. And so we're kind of pitching that as a show, which would be really fun. Yeah. In a certain, in some form. I mean, it's we're kind of in like a, what's going to be next? Point. Are you feeling positive about that? Yeah, I mean, it's not going to all disappear, right? <laughs> right? Uh, it, uh, oof, I got an email right now, actually. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I mean... I'm, po- I'm feeling positive about it. But it, are you, like... Do you think about ever working... Because I was, like, hesitant to ask you to even do this without Allie. I was like, do you ever oh. think about doing outside things? Do you guys do outside things? Yeah, she's on a, um, she's on a show called Innovation Nation on CBS. It's like a Saturday morning science, like, kids show. Oh, really? Yeah. And so she's super into science. I'm super into history. And I mean, yeah, definitely. It it was. It's hard not to be like, oh, I guess they didn't want me. But you have to realize that we both have totally different interests and backgrounds. And so that's going to happen. So I'm just I'm doing my own stuff, too. Ish. But they're more like Instagram <laughs> accounts. <laughs> Because you were saying you wanted to write books, and now it seems yeah. like you're in a pivotal spot to like work on something like that. I do, and I am, and I want to, and all of the above. And I feel like I'm kind of the person that like has to have a project that I'm working on at all times, even if it's not like a big thing, because I need to be distracted, or else I'll be like I'm a loser and do nothing. So I've got like my your man can't cook uh, Instagram. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up, <laughs> <clears throat> which is just like fun and stupid, but who knows. I mean, the fact that the thing that made our career is a McNuggetini makes you think, oh, God, it could be anything. What did those taste like? It's gross. I mean, it's not gross. It's it's a vanilla shake? It's a vanilla. It's a chocolate milkshake, McDonald's milkshake, with vanilla vodka. The glass is rimmed in in McDonald's barbecue sauce, and it's garnished with a chicken McNugget. How many people do you think actually made that thing? We live in a couple people be like, we made them and send us photos. It's real. It's it was tongue in cheek. It's not like we're into McDonald's or anything like. Oh, that. Oh no, I know, but I feel like we are in such an era where, where people are like, yeah, yeah. like just that pseudo ironic idiotic mentality of yeah. like Journey's great, and it's like, <laughs> let's listen to Sammy Hagar. We're having McNuggetinis tonight. Well, a lot of our drinks are like that, where it's like, they want something weird. Okay, we'll put pie in a blender. We have like a, <laughs> we have a pie cocktail that's like a, just an entire slice of pie in a blender and like applejack brandy and. Or Applejack, and then how is that? It's tasty. I mean, what's your favorite cocktail that you've done? Oh my gosh, uh, we did one with sriracha that I really like. Oh, really? I really like the spicy ones that we make, but we made some good ones. We made a really good a first season of our our web series. We made the drink that has truffle oil. It's like a dirty martini, but it's got truffle oil and an anchovy as the instead of olives. That sounds incredible. And garlic infused vodka. 
I didn't know that was. Did you make the yeah, garlic? Yeah, inf- we do make- a lot of those infusions ourselves. So we have infused garlic and vodka, which tastes so good. How hard is it to infuse them? Because I've been like, well, I should try that. Well, this is what we always say: is infusing is just taking something and putting something else in it. Oh. So it's not that. Oh, so it's not like you're over a f- saucepan. Right. I mean, you could. We like making a lot of um, simple syrups, like flavored simple syrups. So we just like throw some raspberry juice in there or something? Yeah, or throw some cloves in there, or throw some fucking cinnamon sticks in there, or throw some peanut butter in there, like whatever you want. Because we do a lot of, Kelly makes a lot of cocktails. I love it. I <laughs> love fucking drinking. <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, like, you know, I quit for two years and I was like, <sighs> and it's like, but it's like, I just, when I fr- had my first glass of wine, and I actually had my first glass of wine on the second anniversary of not drinking. Oh, wow. And I was just like, why did I not do this? There's something so <laughs> nice about having a cocktail with someone or like settling in to like watch a t- TV show with a glass of wine. Or like in an alley with a couple dudes <laughs> you just met sharing one big bottle of something cheap. Exactly. Malort's. Mal- do you, you know, remember that? It's huge in Chicago. Yeah, we drank it. We were on Drunk History and we took a shot of Jepson's Malort, but nobody who's not from Chicago knows about it. It's so weird because I I. Th- expected it to be so bad but it's like it is but a lot of I, it's bad but it's not like yeah it's like as bad as fernet bronca to me like oh. i think fernet's pretty it's like slightly worse than fernet which i think is terrible fernet, and I'm, you got a sip though like tiny sips all the bartenders i know shoot it yeah fernet's a big bartendy thing i yeah, i always think bartenders have to feel like they're just a one yeah especially i fucking hate i'm like the 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 old fashioned like I love craft cocktails, but I feel like the trend has gotten yeah. where I agree. I mean, like secretly, I'm so fucking sick of craft cocktails. Like, don't charge me fourteen dollars for a fucking Buffalo Trace, like old fashioned. Buffalo Trace is made in Indiana. <laughs> it is. Is it? There's a. I love it, but like, fourteen dollars for that cocktail is bullshit. And you're just fucking. It's because you've got this fancy bar and this like hot bartender and like all these. Uh, fucking tools and shit and like it's just bullshit some guys people come into my bar all the time and order old fashions mm-hmm. and it's just like I'm, I, I can tell it's so trendy and I like old fashions and I like I do like cocktails mm-hmm. and I but, but the trend of it is like it's bled out to these fucking morons who don't know any and it's like people don't know what to order and they don't want to order a fucking amaretto sour so they which order which is another yeah which happens all the time but yeah. it's like then it's like when my bar thank fucking christ doesn't yeah. do old fashions so i'm like oh really we don't have the ingredients we don't have sugar we don't we used to not have lemons until recently <laughs> oh, shit. but it, and i'm like we can't i'm like i can't do it and they'll go all right bud light and i'm like okay if that's Fuck. your fucking follow-up yeah. you don't know anything you like about bars well you know the whole craft cocktail thing and making all these cocktails has led me to like i don't want any sugar in anything i'll drink tequila or bourbon straight up or neat no on the rocks what's where am i and, uh, and beer. That's like really what I like, you know? Bourbon is great. Yeah. I know that's kind of a trend right now, but I used to drink a lot of Irish whiskey, and I think that was just because that yeah. was like that thing you get. You just like, say it, you say the word Jameson, and then that happens at you. Yeah. It's easy. But bourbon, but I did the thing I was mentioning about Indiana is like a lot of, it's hilarious, a lot of these uh, specialty bourbons and mm. craft bourbons are all brewed by the same... Uh, company in indiana wow and then they buy it and bullet is a actual bourbon that know, they make but i know bullet the rye. daughter oh, oh, i do don't you? like rye i know a girl named hollis bullet really she's like in the cocktail world and her it's her she's the bullet fuck the heir to bullet it's like a real name it's not just a cool name it's her last name that's pretty really, badass isn't that crazy 
She must be, she's like filthy rich. Yeah, and she's like it's super not, cool. Because it's not too late for me to get out of my marriage. <laughs> like, you know? Oh. I thought Kelly was rich. I just Did know. you really? No. Oh, God. That would be great. <laughs> I don't think I could date a rich person. It would be weird. It yeah. would be, especially, I don't know, if, as a guy, the male ego, if I was like dating a millionaire and I'm like, hey, I work in a bar three days a week <gasps> and do stand up sometimes. I can't, and I can't let people buy me things and take care of me that kind of you know without it being like a big deal so like these girls that are just like yeah i have a sugar daddy and like how do you like i would i would apologize by when i take the car from you that you're giving me but take it but i would fucking take it are you kidding me no <laughs> yeah, that's so... i could never do that like i never get bought drinks at bars just because i'm just i'm not in the mindset of like i need something from you so dating a rich dude and i feel like you wouldn't understand my life either if you were rich yeah, you no, know? rich people don't, I even friends I know who, like, I started out with, who are now, like, right. rich, some of them billionaires, some yeah. well off, but they lose perspective really Do quickly. They? It's really, biz- like, guys I started off with Second City who we both were, like, yeah. fucking dirt poor, yeah. and they're like, they're like, oh, I'm broke. It's like, broke to you means you don't have two months in France. Right, <laughs> right. Like, well, you know what? I've I realized, I went on this trip, uh, Beef Eater Gin, like, does this whole crazy beef eater trip every year to london and like takes you to their it's amazing for like a couple journalists so ali and i went one year and it was like first class virgin atlantic everything was first class and i was like oh life is easier when it's easier for you like you don't have to wait in line at the gate and you don't have to like you don't have you get on the plane first and they give you food and you and you can ask for things and they're very nice to you about it instead of you sitting in the fucking middle seat complaining about get your ginger ale it's just shit's taking care of for you more natasha legero was saying that about being on some sitcom and she's like they would there's like people who come around the set and they're like espresso totally and she's like at first you feel awkward about it but then after a while you're just like fuck it why not and then yeah and then you're like where's my cappuccino yeah that's what she says she's then like you get like a little it's definitely weird being and i see this on set and i'm so uncomfortable with it being the talent because i'm i'm like well i should be the caterer I sh- <laughs> this isn't where i'm supposed to be and then i'm realizing like people are being nice to me specifically and like letting me into the bathroom line first and like being really friendly and getting me waters and shit because i'm talent and i'm just you know I used to be an extra when i was younger and being treated like dirt and i'm like oh i'm not supposed to be talent i'm not supposed to be the one who you are nice to yeah i've worked it's very a odd. ton of production and it's like i always like and my working class roots where i'm like oh i don't like I, I don't want right. you guys to think we're we're equals. We're human beings. Right. Like, it's not like no. Well, you know, Allie used to be a caterer on set, so we go to sets, and she's like, she's very. She kind of taught me how to how to be talent, which is like, don't be a dick and be nice to everyone. Basically, it's amazing how many people aren't. It's Ugh. just like you can be nice. Just fucking be nice. Keckner will go learn everybody's name. Oh. everywhere we go or on set or at festivals and like I'm not good at names and he'll I'm terrible oh, and I feel like an asshole me too but he'll and he remembers them all. he should have been a politician that's cause amazing he, Maybe and he will be he, he wanted to be I can see that his past there's no way <laughs> <laughs> he was a wild man oh back my in God. Chicago I wish I could remember people's names better and I think it's probably an LA thing too where you just meet so many people and people think they know like you go on Instagram all the time and Facebook and so you know these people's names but then they don't. Why would they know yours? They don't know you. Yeah, it's a. I feel it's a weird time. I. I don't know. I'm very conflicted with the the pros of social media. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, one of the big things that I've read recently that it irritated me is the whole anti-vaccination movement started because of social, social media. media really? It's also like the the it broke it down in among LA of where the people are that believe in it's all it's like the Pacific Palisades. It's all rich Seriously? people. Yeah. Who the fuck doesn't vaccinate their kid? Did you see this Disneyland thing where fucking nine people got measles? No. Last month? Yeah. Really? Yeah. From Disneyland at Disneyland, and they're all fucking unvax unvaccinated people. Like you guys, we we live in this world where we figured these things out, so we don't have to die of the common cold anymore. I saw whooping cough shots at the Walgreens, and I was like, "That's not supposed to be here." Yeah, anymore. didn't we take care of that? But that's like coming back because Jenny McCarthy and Jenny McCarthy, what a fucking blight Rob, on our society. Rob Schneider as well, who's like, I'm just like, once you admit that you're anti-vax, you shouldn't be allowed on television. You should your Twitter account should be taken away. Yeah, it's like you're anti-vaccinated. And you're also evangelical anything, then I don't fucking, I can't talk to you about life. Oh, yeah. Creationism and stuff like that. I'm just like, are you not like. What? You know what I've been struggling with for the past few years is that my mom's become a Republican. Ooh. And she's like kind of dumb about it. She's like Fox News about it. And so you can't have a conversation with her without like her saying all these like, uh, like catchphrase catchphrases. And, and it's not, and it's not a thought out opinion. It's like this topical quick catchphrase yeah i don't mind republicans but be intelligent about it and have a reason why it's behind it so we can discuss it like i don't see any republicans like william f buckley anymore where it's like an articulate right uh so intellectual and like presents his arguments well right. it's all like i'm gonna yell yeah <laughs> like, and the minute you like question you intelligently question her views she fucking loses it and gets mad and says, you're being mean to me and doesn't want to talk about it anymore that's it's uh, crazy yeah. it's weird I, I worry about that it's like God, is it just you get hit a certain age? Like, my mom hit a certain age, and she just went batshit crazy. <laughs> like, everything was pink. She became really conservative. She doesn't like gay people. Like, Whoa. gay people are going to hell. And it's like, she, her best friend that she knew since childhood was like a just... Holy shit. Butch, you know, full-on lesbo. How do you feel that way about people? My mom... I think my mom was thinks she was supposed to be rich, so that if she gets on the side of the Republicans, then maybe she'll... When she gets rich, which eventually she thinks she will... She'll be, you know, on the winning side. That's another interesting, like, I know a lot of people who defend the rich and the wealthy and their tax breaks and all this shit. And I'm like, you're you're defending them like you're going to be there someday. Right, that's and it. And more than likely or not. And as like Gore Vidal said, they probably don't want they you. They don't want you. Like We used to have to get canned food from the, like, local fucking can drive. Like, like, they don't want, they don't want you, mom. They don't want those people, you know? Yeah, they resent new money greatly. Yeah. And those are the new money are the people who's like, they probably fucking killed themselves to get there. Right. Or some other people. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah. I mean, more the, unlike the Republicans and right. the uber rich, they've been doing it for years. But I keep forgetting, to, I want to get back to uh, some seaweed from my dinner last night. Oh, nice. Um, the, my man can cook blog, because I've, <laughs> is, is it my man can it's or can't? Your, your man can't cook. And it's based on how much I hate the hashtag that people use called my man can cook. When their fucking, like, basic bitch boyfriend makes them a fucking <laughs> dinner of, like, slop. Or even a nice dinner. And then they feel the need to fucking take a terrible photo of it. And that's the only ones I put up as terrible photos. Because it's like, you don't need to put that up. And then a relationship brag about it on their Instagram. Being like, my boyfriend did this. Be jealous, ladies. Like, And then hashtag love him. Hashtag so lucky. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag my man can cook. So I'll take those photos and put them on my 
inst- on the your man can't cook and just kind of fucking make fun of it, which makes me feel like a terrible person. But it's funny it's though. It's right there. But it's like some of them. I, the one I looked at this morning was like it was that shitty craft shredded cheese yeah. on something. Not even melted. Yeah. Why didn't you take a photo of this? And then relationship brag about it when your fucking boyfriend just did like a basic human gesture of like cooking you food to eat and you're to make you full. Like it doesn't make any sense. If somebody like presented food with me and that like shitty cheese, I'd be like, oh, (laughs) like you, you didn't get out. Like you just be like, thanks, babe. That's sweet. But then you wouldn't feel the need to put it on your Instagram and talk about how lucky you are. Do you think it's more they just want to rub it in people's face? Absolutely. There's so much of that. Like she said yes. Like the engagement photo. Like, even if it was her holding up a plate of the food being like, look what he did, or him holding it up. Like, it's okay. <laughs> but if it's just an extreme close-up flash photo of the food with, like, a shitty filter on it, and it looks disgusting, then stop bragging. Kyle Kinane kept, because I kept making soups. and uh, Yeah, soup doesn't photograph well. Yeah, Kyle kept saying, like, stop posting pi- these pictures. It looks like vomit. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, yeah, I guess it did. Well, I was just is, more like excited that I pulled yeah, it off. It's totally exciting. It's exciting and awesome, but like you got to know when your photo looks bad. Like there's certain food that doesn't photograph I, well. Yeah, I I was like, I l- thought I was like, is he's gonna? But Mike uh, Kelly's not posting him. I'm going. Hey, I made this soup. Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, it's then, more me just being excited. I totally get that, and that it's just like, it's the like snottiness of it all. Of like, I got this and you didn't, because there are always these hashtags of like. So lucky. Be jealous. I feel like we live in a snotty era. Like, yeah. I feel like that's another p- thing with the, I mean, social media, but, but I just feel like people are getting so, like, brag- braggadocious. Well, I feel like I if feel people like feel like if they don't put those things up there, then no one will know that they're happy and no one will know. Like, they need to let everyone know. I, am know I one of the few people who posts about how uh, how much anxiety <laughs> and depression he has? <laughs> Me and Eddie Pepitone? That could be it. Could but be it's it. like, I'm like. And Dustin. And Dustin. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 we're depressed. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. There's a weird thing about it. like people. I don't want to post about it too much though either because yeah. pe- I had people email me. Uh, I make a lot of jokes about it. Yeah, it's a little like, does do I need to reach out to Matt? Is he okay? <laughs> or a is he of, just joking again? A bit of it is joke and persona, but there's like. But a, I feel like if you like if you actually did kill yourself, everyone'd be like, "Fuck! I sh- those were the signs. We thought he was kidding." Oh, I'll, that'll be in the note. You guys should have noticed. <laughs> Like, it's going to be really, people are going to feel really bad when I commit suicide. Like, should have noticed. Like, this moment right this. now. <laughs> with me talking you out of it. Uh, yeah. Don't do it. No, I wouldn't. I'm, I, 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 I have feel to. like, well, I've I been f- close. I feel like what you're doing is so different than what everyone else does, which is to let everyone know how great everything is because, uh, you know, I don't know. It's like the only way to be like, I, look how successful and super happy I am. That's the other angle of like, yeah, where I'm like, I don't believe like I don't believe it because it's like nothing right. like life is not that smooth. No. <laughs> and it's so hard to like promote yourself that way to be like, I'm great. I was on this thing. Everyone look at it, you know, and it's it's like putting your your drawings up on a refrigerator where it's like, well, it's not that good. But I feel and this I don't I feel like that's a slightly younger like I feel like the other generation. Yeah, is very uh, I think there are what there's an, a fear of like Everything has to be great. Like, it's just, it's yeah. not, it's not bad. Well, let's not deal with that. Well, it's weird, too, because I think that's a lot of has to do with, like, confidence, too, is that I know so many girls that are like, oh, this this person's life is perfect. And they have, you know, but it's a curated life that you only see that part of. And you don't oh, see yeah. their, like, crippling anxiety. And you don't see their insomnia and how many 
dudes have fucked them over and like you don't you don't see those things because they don't want to show them to you so you feel bad about your life because it doesn't look like their life but their fucking life doesn't look like that either yeah i yeah and i come from like the people i've in were was inspired by and like artistically and stuff so like spalding gray and these guys who would mm. just be like hey these things are good these things are terrible like i'm and it's like that sort of just put everything out there and be honest about it yeah and i feel like it's not is prevalent is well i feel like that twitter and instagram and facebook are not the mediums to do that maybe tumblr but you know uh, your own blog maybe but they don't we don't do that anymore right the blog blog I, I don't know what if you wrote a book i've tried i'm worried i'm like in talks with people yeah. it's all comp i'd read your book thank you i well, think I, I think being depressing in book form is much better than 140 characters yeah i mean i loved like all those old Mem- depressing weird memoirs Me too. I kind of want to do that in a I have an idea for a couple of those that of just all the fucked up things you've done you know yeah I love stuff like that Me too. I love like really bad like fucking stories that went awry you or know whose book I love that does that is Julie Klausner oh I haven't read that but I'm uh, fully aware I don't care about your band is that it yeah it's really good and this is no comment on her because yeah. I've heard that book oh, is great but the problem is or the problem I've had is like they they want uh like some kind of w- they always want a hook. You can't just yeah. be like hear these stories. They were like, no. but what's the hook? And I'm like, I fucking think like Jerry Stahl wrote Permanent Midnight, and he was like, here's a hook, or yeah, or you know, running with scissors well, was not a hook. They, it was well, it was though. The I guess hook it was. was that his you know you have to just make it up and so you can sell it, and then also like a funny name, and then you can write whatever the fuck you want. That's what I'm trying to do. It's just let's see. I love puns. Can we do a Dwyer <laughs> a pun uh, I do I love puns too that's the one thing I love about Twitter is it's brought punnery back yeah I'm doing the around L- around LA and 80 dresses photo did, oh really too. yeah that's the other project that I have to have or else I'll get crippling depressed um, where I my friend Doug and I go around LA and take photos with I have 110 vintage dresses probably and just like in cool old uh, interesting LA locations uh, you're just staring at no, me. No, I was thinking I, about it. I was thinking about you and all those dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about me and all those dresses. Oh, yeah. I think everyone is. Yeah, I I look good in the dresses. Yeah. Oh, we're we're at wound up time. Are we? Where can um, my find my dogs have never been so rowdy during an they interview. They love me. They do love you. I smell like cats. I mean, I roll around and in they cats. P- they hardly ever play together. That's the other thing. Really? They're playing this whole time. That's really cute. I bring animals together. You do. Where can people find all your various things that we've discussed? Oh, I'm Hardstark on Instagram, which was my last name. And, you know, AllieandGeorgia.com. AllieandGeorgia.com. That my girlfriend built. Yes, she did. <laughs> and it's incredible. Um, we're on YouTube at Allie and Georgia. You can find all our shit online. Slumber Party on iTunes. Slumber Party with Your Allie and Georgia. website sends you in all those Yeah. Places, right? Go to Allie and Georgia. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Matt. Thank you very much for listening to Conversations with Matt Dwyer. As I said, please go to the Amazon page there on Feral Audio Conversations with Matt Dwyer page. Click on that. Donate if you can. Could really... We just... You know, we're we're building here still this this network and this show. And I, I it helps to uh, once in a while be able to... Uh, buy things that make it better uh follow me on twitter go to the mattdwyer.com follow all things matt dwyer i love you and uh i was gonna say happy new year but i think we're at the point now where we can all just fucking stop saying happy new year feral audio